the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Good evening and welcome to Contending for the Faith. We are the cutting-edge Christian apologetic ministry addressing the issues and challenges facing today's church. We are live, live for the next hour with your host, Bay Area pastor, lecturer, counselor, and expert on the cults, Dr. Jerry L. Buckner. My name is Jim Clark, and we're inviting you to call in with your questions, comments, and concerns. Our toll-free number is one 888 F-O-R-K-F-A-X. That's one 367 5329 Don't be shy. Pick up the phone and let us know what's on your mind. Again, that number is one 888 Tonight on Contending for the Faith, we begin part six of a new series entitled An Extreme Invitation to Discipleship, as found in Luke chapter 14, verses 15 through 24. In 1967... There was a popular movie entitled, Guess Who's Coming to Dinner? But tonight, we are talking about a different type of dinner than the movie presented. The dinner we are going to talk about tonight is a dinner for eternity. The big question is, will you take advantage of this extreme dinner invitation for eternity? So stay tuned for this and much more, for we are not pretending. We are contending for the faith. Dr. Buckner, how are you doing tonight? Brother Jim, I'm truly blessed, and thank you so much for that introduction. And we want to thank everybody out there in Radiant Land for uh, joining us for another edition of Contending for the Faith. I'm your host, Dr. Jerry L. Buckner, and we know you're going to be blessed by our program tonight. And we want to kick things off by saying Happy Mother's Day to all of the mothers out there. Amen to that. And uh, we look forward to uh, praying for you, and I want to share... Uh, an acronym with uh, for the mothers a little bit later on in this program. And Brother Jim, thank you for being here. And Gary Stead, uh, Gary is uh, enjoying his uh, uh, birthday, and uh, he is uh, uh, on a ferry going all around the Bay Area and having a good time and sent me over uh, a picture, uh, a video of uh, them eating dinner and they're having a good time. So remember Brother Gary in prayer, and uh, he'll be with us next week. Uh, so we're talking about guess who's coming to dinner, uh, based upon Luke chapter 14 and verses 15 through 24. Oh, what a series this has been. What a blessing this has been. And we have titled this, as I said, Guess Who's Coming to Dinner? Well, that's a critical question, but you know, let me reverse this for a moment and say, guess who's not coming to dinner? <laughs> you know, um, when we get deeper into these verses of Scripture, we're going to learn about these Pharisees and these religious leaders that were into tradition. They were into rituals. They were into religion up to their teeth. And they were as lost as lost can be. And yet... We have a lot of people like that in our churches today. They're into churchanity. 
They're into religion. They're into rituals and traditions. They know all about that, but they know very little about who Jesus is, and they are not committed to following him. And our challenge tonight for you, as well as those who are outside the church, you need to come to know Jesus right now and surrender your life totally to him. So even though we are titling this, Guess Who's Coming to Dinner?, I want to reverse it just for a moment and say, guess who's not coming to dinner? There's a lot of people uh, in our churches and outside the churches today that's not going to make it to that dinner with Jesus. And that's going to be a sad, sad day. You know, guess who's coming to dinner is the first question. And guess who's coming to dinner? And the answer to that is the extreme radical, consistent, committed disciple of Christ. You need to just check yourself before you wreck yourself and drop down on your knees and make sure that you are an extreme disciple of Jesus Christ, that you are a radical disciple of Jesus Christ, that you're really doing what Jesus says to do. You know, when you think about the radical Muslims today, When Allah tells them to do something, they do it, even to the point of killing themselves and killing others. Are you that committed to Jesus Christ in being extreme for whatever he says to do? That's so important for us to know that and do that. Guess who's not coming to dinner? The answer to that is... Not the extreme, radical, consistent, committed disciple of Jesus Christ. Don't you know, and I've said this so many times, the word Christian is only mentioned three times in the Bible. But the word disciple is mentioned 269 times. What does that tell you? It's telling you a whole lot in terms of discipleship, that this is the thing that the Bible teaches throughout the Word of God. Now, Guess who's not coming to dinner? I just want to say this for a, a few moments with you. Let me share with you, guess who's not coming to dinner? It's not only these uh, Pharisees and people who were Sadducees and Herodians in Jesus' day and a lot of the people who were just following him for the wrong motive. But we have a lot of people today that's not going to make it into the kingdom of God. They're not going to make it to have that great feast and banquet with Jesus. And let me kind of give you an example of guess who's not coming to dinner. And I want to call your attention to 1 Corinthians chapter 6 and verse 9. 1 Corinthians chapter 6 and verse 9. And the Apostle Paul hits it on the nose regarding those who are not going to make it into the kingdom of God. And if you are in this list that I'm getting ready to share with you tonight, you need to repent. You need to surrender your life to Jesus, confess your sin, and turn to him right now. Not tomorrow, but right now. 1 Corinthians 6 and verse 9. Know ye not that the unrighteous shall not inherit the kingdom of God. That means... Everyone that is not living a righteous life in Christ, and there are some people in the church today and outside the church today 
who are not living a righteous life in Jesus Christ. They are they're into hypocrisy. They're into all sorts of things that are not righteous. You know what there are, those unrighteous things are in your life. And yet the Apostle Paul says those, this is a list of those who will not make it to have dinner with Jesus. Guess who's not coming to dinner and guess who will not be in the kingdom of God? The first one in this list is those who are living an unrighteous life shall not inherit the kingdom of God. Be not deceived. Oh, there's a lot of people going to be deceived. When they get before God, they're going to be deceived and thinking, I'm on my way to heaven. I can just live any type of life I want to live. I can live an unrighteous life, and I'll get to heaven. And a lot of them think also this second thing, they are fornicators. There are so many people in the churches today committing fornication. There are so many people outside the churches committing fornication, and they think that they're going to make it into the kingdom of God. No, you're not, my friend. You're not going to, unless you repent of that sin and turn away from it. There is a lot of people in the churches and outside the churches committing fornication, and they are doing it in so many different ways, not only with having sex with other people, but also pornography fits into this as well. And then, thirdly, it says idolaters. You see, idolaters, there's people that are worshiping all sorts of idols. And there are people today that way in the church and outside the church that are worshiping things on Sunday, and they should be in church. They're worshiping things on Wednesday, and they should be in Bible study. They're worshiping things throughout the week, and they should be serving God. They're worshiping their job. You know, I talked about the three things that are going to keep people out of the kingdom of God that Jesus talks about in this chapter, Luke chapter 14, 15 through 24. And these three things are business. There's people who made an idol out of their businesses. They just work like an alcoholic, a workaholic. And they work, they work, they work. They don't go to church. They don't, they're not fellowshipping. They're not into the Bible. They're not into prayer. They're into their business. Their business is their idol. And the second thing that will keep them out of the kingdom is not only their business, but also their possessions. They, they're run by their possessions, run by their homes, run by their cars, run by their money, run by material things and secular things and human things. And then the third thing that will keep them out of the kingdom, that's an idol, is natural affections. We got people worshiping their wives, worshiping their husbands, worshiping their children, worshiping people, worshiping their relatives, worshiping their in-laws, and many of them are outlaws, <laughs> you know, but yet this is the idolatry today, and idolatry always leads to immorality. We see that from Genesis to Revelation. It's interesting here that the idolatry, and it fits into this list with fornication, which is immorality. And then he goes on to say, after this, idolaters, adulterers. Those people are committing adultery and sex outside of the marriage. you got people in the churches doing this. 
We got lay people doing this. We got pastors doing this in churches. There are some pastors and churches that are not only committing adultery, but they are also getting members in their churches pregnant. This is a a sad day that we live in today, and yet those from the White House to the ranch house to the church house and those who have no house committing adultery— will not inherit the kingdom of God. And then this next thing is effeminate. That's people that are acting different from the way God made them. There's a lot of people that way today, and we live in a culture today that's talking all about same-sex marriage. They're talking about gay marriages. They're talking about all these things, about having operations and all of these things, and yet they we have today in our world gay churches. And they think because they are gay and God made them that way that they're going to get into the kingdom of God. I have a surprise for you. You're not going to make it into the kingdom of God by changing the nature of the way God made you. We got men walking around switching like women. Huh. They're going to switch their way right into hell. That's what they're going to do. Switch their way right into hell if they don't repent of that lifestyle. And then we have people who are abusers. I always say this abusers of themselves with mankind. You know, they just abuse themselves with mankind, you know, uh, in so many different ways. And people who abuse other people, you need to understand that if you are abusing yourself and abusing yourself with others, you're not going to make it into the kingdom of God. And there's so many ways that we abuse ourselves, abusing people physically, mentally, Emotionally, psychologically, people having sex with abusing themselves in a sexual situation. And it says that nor thieves, nor covetous, we got people like that, drunkards, nor revilers, nor extortioners shall inherit the kingdom of God. None of these people in this list will inherit the kingdom of God. Are you in this list? That's the big question. The question is, again, going back to my title, guess who's coming to dinner is those who are not living this lifestyle. But guess who's not coming to dinner is those who fit in this list here, those who are living this lifestyle, those who have not repented of this lifestyle. You will not inherit the kingdom of God. This is not Buckner. This is the Bible. This is what the word of God say. So if you want to be a part of that dinner with Jesus, you need to repent right now and surrender your life to Jesus Christ. The Bible says, whosoever shall call upon his name, they shall be saved. He that has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says unto the churches. Brother Jim. Brother Buckner, you are on fire tonight. Let me tell you, that's preaching it. We look forward to hearing from you. Right now we have to take a break to have our sponsors better serve you. But if you have a question about being at the at the dinner or another topic altogether, please give us a call. We'll look forward to hearing from you after the break. My name is Jim Clark. I'm in the studio with Dr. Jerry L. Buckner. And uh, we are about ready to take your calls. But before we get to that, we want to begin by thanking everyone who has been praying for contending for the faith. 
we really need your prayers and your financial support. It costs us $400 a week to stay on the air. We want to thank those who gave this week, Elias, Diane, and Ronald, Valerie, Bruce, and Gordon, who said he was encouraged by Gary Bell's words to send in a donation. Also, Charlene gave a contribution in memory of William F. uh, Maxfield. We pray for his family in the passing of their loved one and pray that God will comfort them during this very difficult time. We did send a card to Barbara Maxfield acknowledging receipt of this memorial gift donation. There are two ways you can donate. You can send a check or money order to Contending for the Faith at P.O. Box 553, Tiburon, California, 94920. Or you can go onto your computer and you can enter in contendingfaith.org. That's contendingfaith.org. And click on the Donate button. Well, with that, we also want to uh, just pray for Gary Bell, who, as we mentioned, is on his birthday cruise in the Bay, and I'm sure he's having a great time. And we, uh, we're so very happy that he's able to take this time uh, with his wife and just uh, have, some, have some fun and good food. And Dr. Buckner, are you, uh, are you ready to get into some calls then? Let's do that. All right. Well, the first caller would be Cece. Cece, are you there? Oh, oh, Deborah. Oh, the, I guess the first caller will be Deborah. So, Deborah, I, are you there? Yes, I am. How are you doing this evening? Oh, I'm in pain, but I'm praising God anyway. Well, that's a good thing, and we will try to pray for you too before you go off the air as well. Uh, Brother Jerry. Yes. Um, I'm troubled about the fact that many pastors tell people to repent, but they don't tell them that. They need to pray for the revelation of the Spirit of God to give them a spirit of revelation so that they can understand what that means and on an ongoing basis because um, without revelation, you can't follow biblical um, understanding properly unless the Holy Spirit reveals it to you. And many pastors don't talk about a spirit of revelation. Mm-hmm. Um, be giving you, you know, along with the spirit of salvation. Mm-hmm. Well, that's very true, and uh, I, I believe that the spirit of revelation is uh, is discipleship uh, that uh, and teaching, because when we are discipled, we understand the true meaning of confession and repentance. And a lot of people are ignorant of those things because they've never been discipled. And this is the thing that I'm teaching on right now with Jesus. You know, he's constantly throughout his ministry teaching discipleship because that's the critical thing that people need to know in order to have an understanding of his revelation and uh, the basic principles of the Christian faith, you know. So um, so my, my thing is that... Um, I spend a lot of time discipling people so that they can be equipped. And uh, if we don't get equipped, we're going to get whipped by the enemy, and uh, we're going to be ignorant, and that's going to leave the door open for Satan to do things against us because the Bible warns us to not be ignorant of his devices. So his devices can get us in so many different ways when we're ignorant. So our job as leaders and pastors is to make sure that People that join the church and make a confession of faith is that we 
get them into a discipleship class and that we equip them and equip the saints for the work of God and and that we make sure that they understand the true principles of repentance because uh, John the Baptist preached that, Jesus did, and yet the uh, disciples, uh, you know who disciples uh, that Jesus had, who they were discipled before Jesus? Who discipled them before Jesus? You know who it was? Um. Uh, John the Baptist? John the Baptist, right. They spent all that time with John the Baptist, and then that's how they knew who Jesus was. But they spent all that time with John the Baptist, and then they were turned over to Jesus, who discipled them more. And so they not only learned how to uh, teach the Word of God in the proper biblical way, but they also went about discipling others. So your points is really important, and we pray that those who are listening tonight will uh, get blessed by this. And I wish all the mothers, I bless Mother's Day, and the fathers are blessed Father's Day as well. Well, thank you so much. I know a lot of people are going to be blessed by uh, hearing you say that, and I'm blessed by it as well. And and happy Deborah's Day today. <laughs> <laughs> Amen. I want to say that. Happy Deborah's Day. I know you would get blessed by that. Well, what's on your heart regarding prayer requests? And we have Brother Jim to, to pray for you. Well, that the Lord would take away this condition um, um, with my warts because of where they are. It's in a very delicate uh, area, in my bowel and bladder area. And, it's you know, it's very... it's. Um, I have a cream that is, has to be put on twice a, a week, but it's spreading, and it's it's uh, so I need the Lord to really give me a miracle because it's really, really painful, and it really um, burn, uh, burns like fire, and then when I eat or drink, it makes it worse. Would you mind letting the uh, the listening audience know what your struggles are? What, what you... I have a... Uh, a wart okay. um, condition that uh, is is uh, uh, ongoing, and and uh, it was caused by a a uh, sexual assault years ago, mm-hmm. um, over twenty five years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I was raped. We're so sorry. Now the results are coming out. Yeah, we're so sorry to hear that, Deborah, and especially in the condition that uh, you're in, uh, you're not know, able to uh, be it written and that sort of thing. So we're just saddened by that, but we know that uh, God will get you through this like he's gotten you through many other different things. Yeah, well, because it wasn't my, it wasn't my intention. It wasn't my, my will. It was somebody stronger and more powerful than I am. Right. Okay. But I'm not ashamed to admit that because that's, there's nothing wrong in admitting the truth. Yes, and you didn't do anything wrong as well, so we, uh, you don't have to feel bad about that. Well, let's let Jim pray for you right now and uh, go before the Lord in prayer on this. Brother Jim. Amen. Lord, we, uh, we lift up our sister Deborah, and Lord, we pray that your hand would be upon her and her hand of healing. Lord, you're the great physician, so we know with a word you could heal her. 
And Lord, we also know that you do allow us to go through some time of suffering, Father, that we uh, that we may be brought closer to you. But Father, we pray that you would just bring a complete and total healing for Deborah. Lord, we pray for her spirit and her and her uh, her mind as she is uh, obviously uh, had to deal with uh, with this violence against her for for so long now. And Lord, we pray that uh, that you would just continue to bless her and give her relief from the uh, challenges that she's going through. Lord, we love her, and we just pray that your hand would be with her and your Holy Spirit would be with her. In the name of Jesus Christ, I pray. Amen. Thank you, Deborah, for your call, and God bless you, and uh, we hope to talk to you again soon. Okay, I love you too. Oh, Brother Buckner? Yes. Were you able to get the books that you asked, that you talked about getting? Well, I'm working with... uh, Concerning uh, the books you were talking about that would... We're still working. We're still working on that because some of them are kind of hard to get right now. But we're still working on that, and soon we get those. We'll make sure that we get them to you. We haven't forgotten. You. We haven't forgotten you on that. Okay. And do you and Nessie ever have time in your schedules just to come and fellowship with me? Well, we'd love to do that, and uh, we uh, have talked about that, and we'll keep that in mind as well. Okay. All righty. Well, God, thank you. God bless you, and uh, thank you for your call. God bless you, too. I love all of you. We love you as love well. Love you, too, Deborah. Bye-bye. All right. Well, what a call. Yes, it was. And uh, with that, I guess we will go to CC. Are you there? Uh, yes, I am. How are you doing, CC? I'm doing all right. How you guys doing? Uh, we are truly blessed, my brother, and we trust that you got uh, encouraged and blessed by the Word tonight. Yes. I mean, you always you always do such a, um, a good job on it, you know, and I'll be listening and I get so much into it, then you'd be like, uh, then when it ends, I'm like, wow, it goes so quick. So you did such a good job. I really appreciate it. Well, thank you. Maybe one of these uh, Saturdays I'll surprise you and preach for a whole hour. <laughs> wow. That's awesome. man, I'll hold you to that, man. Amen. I'll hold you to that. All right. All right. That's a good holding, too. All right. Yes. I'll remind you, man. All right. Thank you so much. <laughs> Um, and and so, um, what's uh, on your heart tonight in terms of uh, your question? I have I have a twofold question. Uh, the first one is uh, um, I want to ask you is um, out of Romans chapter one. <clears throat> and what's your what's your verse? Um, verse twenty seven. Okay. Verse, yeah, yeah, verse twenty seven. Verse twenty seven. I'm making sure. Yeah. This fits into my uh, teaching tonight. So that's oh, wow. that's the Holy Spirit there. <clears throat> because I talked about those who will not inherit the kingdom of God. So this is uh, a further list of those things. So uh, why don't you read verse uh, 27? Okay, it says, And likewise also the men leaving the natural use of a woman burned in lust one toward another, men with men working that which is unseemly and receiving in themselves the recompense of error, which is was a meat. And that's just as a reading of the word. Yes. And um, and what's your question around it? Okay, and I know it's, um, this uh, practice here of why looks looks like uh, why did, why did um, it was given over to this practice? Why is what given over to the practice? 
why was why 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 does it, why does it list that here? It says, and likewise, men living men, you know, about you know, being with other men. Why well, that, well, that's why, a why that's a good question. Um, well, because in the day, in that day, uh, people were doing it, and this day too, and this day as well. <laughs> and the second reason why Paul is writing this, so he's writing it on a dual level. One reason why is because people in the Roman world, uh, by which he's writing, were living that lifestyle. And not only were they living this lifestyle uh, in the community, but there were people in the churches doing it, just like people in the churches today are doing it, too. There's people believing that uh, homosexuality and changing one's nature over to uh, the opposite of the way God made you are in churches, and churches are I mean, some churches are compromising, confusing, and contradicting uh, the word of God. And so, but the uh, so it's a three part thing is that there were lay people doing it, there were people in the churches doing it in Paul's day, and then the third point is that there were a lot of the Roman emperors doing it. Most of the Roman emperors of the day were homosexuals. Uh, that's a frightening thing to hear, but it's it's true. They were homosexuals, and Paul is addressing all of those things and talking about that uh, men leaving. Now, notice he says leaving the natural use of a woman because God created Adam and Eve, right? Not Adam and Steve or Jeeve and Beeve or Beeve and Eve. So, okay. <laughs> and so this is the way God uh, designed it. So what they're doing today and in our world and in Paul's day, they were attacking the natural way that God designed things. And like today, even they're trying to say that boys can go uh, or men who claim to be a woman can go into the women restroom at the same time. These are some frightening times by which we're living in. So they're changing and leaving the natural use of a woman burned in their lust. You notice that he uses the word lust. He's not using the word agape love. So there's a war between the two L's, genuine love and no genuine love, which is lust. So they're lusting. You know, Paul identified these people who are doing these changes as people who are lusting. Now, we live in a world today by which uh, there are some who are trying to argue that you're born this way. Well, if you accept that argument, then you have to say God created you that way. And God never did create anybody to be gay. We have learned not only from the Bible, but also from uh, sound psychology and the medical world and so forth, that, that homosexuality is a choice behavior. It is an environmental choice behavior uh, that people choose to do, and they are victims of their environment, and something has happened to them to cause them to choose to be that way. And the Apostle Paul is saying that this is a thing that has that people are lusting after to do. 
and, you know, towards one another. Men with men working that which is unseemly and the recompense of themselves, the recompense of their error, which is me. So what happens in Romans chapter 1, let me say this, and then before we go to a commercial break, we'll have you to co- I'll come back and address this a little bit more. But what you're getting in Romans chapter uh, 1 is two Ps, a practice. When they practice these things, the second P that gives birth from practice is penalty. There's the penalty of judgment. And it, the penalty of judgment is Galatians 6 and 7. Be not deceived. God is not mocked. Whatsoever men soweth, that shall he also reap. And you can reap also getting AIDS and a lot of other things. Gonorrhea. There's a gonorrhea that's out now that's incurable. Penicillin doesn't work. You can uh, get this disease, and it just you have to take penicillin the rest of your life. There is consequences and a penalty for choosing to do these sins. That's why people need to repent of that. So basically, in a nutshell, this is what this is all about here. And hopefully that's kind of like help you out. I've tried to do a Reader's Digest condensation of it for you. Man, you did an excellent job, man. You, that's man, this, that's awesome. The guy really used he, he's a very knowledgeable. I appreciate that. Well, thank you so much. You know, it's a behavioral issue. It's not a, it's not a biological. The the two Bs. The there's there's the war between the biblical and the biological. This is not biblical. It's 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 and it's not biological. It's behavioral. People's behavior. It has caused them to choose to do that. So um, that's where we're at with that. Uh, I, I, I fully 100% agree with you. I agree with you totally. Amen. Um, and you had another question. Why don't you give us a question, and then uh, what we'll do is go to the commercial uh, break, and then we'll come back and address that and then have your prayer. Okay, uh, that's, I was looking on the Internet earlier, and it said uh, young adults between the ages of 19 and 45 were still trying to find their place in society. And I didn't really understand that because they didn't give, like, a you know, a example of what that meant. And I was trying to, like, what, what, what does that mean? Maybe you can help me understand what, the, what, what, they was, what was being addressed. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I just think that people today, I can address that now, people today, are looking for two things, a sense of identity and belonging. And the reason why from 19 to 45, they're looking for a sense of identity and belonging. And a lot of the homes are not giving them that. And therefore, they're looking elsewhere. When you don't get a sense of identity and belonging in the home and in the church, and the, ch- the home and church fails to give them a sense of identity and belonging, they seek it other places and it can be in gangs, it could be with drugs, it could be with alcohol, it can be with wrong associations, it can be with a multitude of things, it could even be with a cult. The reason why people join a cult is they're looking for a sense of identity and belonging. And that uh, is the era by which we live. People don't have God in their lives, a lot of people, and when they don't have God, they seek for a sense of identity and belonging. God gives you the right sense of belonging and identity, but if you don't have that, you go all over the place. So that's uh, that's the answer to that. Man, thank you. Yeah, that, 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 I believe that. Wow, thanks a lot. You're, you're welcome. Those two words, identity and belonging, people need that from the Word of God. Brother Jim. All right. Well, we've got to go and take a break now, but we look forward to hearing from you. If you want to give us a call, please do. 
1-888-367-5329. We'll hear from you after the break. Welcome back to Contending for the Faith. This is Jim Clark in the studio with Dr. Jerry L. Buckner having a discussion about being at the wedding supper of the Lamb. Are you going to be there? Uh, before we get uh, back to our caller, we just want to turn it over to Dr. Buckner. He's got a few things he wants to say. Thank you, Brother Jim. I appreciate that. And before we get back to Cece, I want to say a few things uh, to just piggyback off of uh, Deborah. Um, it's uh, uh, an interesting thing that she called in about, even though we didn't get a chance to get into that a little bit more. Uh, but um, when she mentioned the word repentance, I just want to make a differentiation between repentance and confession. The word confession uh, means to say I'm sorry about something, and that means when it comes to the Christian, they're sorry about sin. But to be sorry about something uh, when you confess your sin doesn't bring the full picture. You have to also repent, and the Greek word for repentance means montanoie, and it's a military word meaning an about face. It means you turn from something to something. And so it is a mind change. Your mind has changed from the way your mind used to be to a, who, a whole new mind game in the Lord. And so your mind is revolutionized to change in the direction of Christ because the Apostle Paul says, uh, that our minds are transformed, renewed every day from Romans chapter 12 and verse uh, 2, a transformed mind. So repentance means a transformed mind daily from the old ways to a new way, and you repent, turn from something to something. It is a mind change thing, and you have to be committed to that, and that's the thing that makes you a genuine Christian. Also, uh, I want to say something uh, again to the mothers. Happy Mother's Day to the mothers. And I um, generally oftentimes will bring a, a message to the mothers. But I have a little message to you in an acronym. And you might want to write this acronym down. It's an interesting acronym, uh, uh, a mother's acronym. The M stands for mending when we hurt. We have mothers who are always mending when we hurt. And a lot of us have been hurt in so many different ways throughout our lives. But we always have a, a godly mother who's there to mend when we hurt. That's what the M stands for. God has uh, put a mending in them, and then that mending moves on to us. And then the O stands for often goes unnoticed. The, the mother often goes unnoticed. That's why it's so important for all of us on Mother's Day to call our mothers and call those other uh, women who have been mothers in our lives and just uh, make them a noticeable day in the Lord and take them off for dinner, do something special with them, and send a card, just uh, make a call, and just let your mother know how much you love them. For Christ's sake. And then the T stands for a mother has always been uh, a great teacher. Uh, mothers are teachers, and uh, they are teaching examples. And that's 
Uh, a mother is a teacher, and, and and from a child all the way up, you know, I know my mother has always been there. My mother's almost uh, 91, and June the 26th, she'll be 91. She still lives on her own, Aurelia Taylor, an amazing, godly woman who's always taught us the word and taught us. And then the H stands for helping in any way she can. The mother always helps in any way that she can. And that's a wonderful Christian mother is always helping even when you're down and you're up and you're down and you're around. Your mother is always there to help you when you stand in need. And then the E stands for an encouraging. She's an encouragement to the family, always encouraging the family. And some of you may have been hurt by a mother and maybe gone through some things, but there's always other women there that's been that godly mother uh, to encourage you. And God always put those people in your life. And then the uh, R stands for always ready to give her all for her family. She's always ready. The R says always ready to give her all for her family. We pray that that acronym has been a good acronym for uh, all the mothers on this Mother's Day. All righty. Praise the Lord. Uh, let's get back to Cece. Cece, you there? Yes, I am. Amen. That's a good acronym. Did you get that acronym down? Oh, I wrote it. I wrote it down. Yeah, I, I definitely. I grabbed a pen right when you said it. I got them all down. Very good. Pass it on to your mother. Yeah. Amen. 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 All righty. I just, just want to say I got a, I got a, um, a lot of respect for you. Um, you know, as as a as a man of the Lord, because not only do I see that you are knowledgeable, but I see that your heart is right. You know, because there's a lot of people who have the theology down, but then at the same time, their heart is not right. Your heart is right. I can I can just tell, you know, saying by the work you put into it, and and not only you, everybody else at, at there at the studio, and the far how far you guys come to get there, you know, saying and I can just tell this is it's something that you enjoy. It's a passion you really enjoy doing, and your heart is in it. So I know you're being led by the Spirit, and you've touched my life. And I'm pretty sure you touched a lot of other people's lives too. And I just want I just want to say I appreciate you. Well, thank you so much, uh, brother CC. That uh, means so much to me to get those encouraging words, and we all need it. And uh, people send us uh, letters every now and then to encourage us, and uh, it means a lot to us to get uh, blessed in that way. So thank you so much. And if at the end of the message, I mean, some kind of way you guys can leave um, your address, where you have the address, like, because you, know, you guys say you be needing money to be sent in. I, need, I don't have the address to, like, send some in. Okay, yes, we'll uh, uh, do that. And matter of fact, uh, Jim can give that to you right now. And, okay. And you can do it uh, several different ways. You can do it PayPal, and you can do it through the address. And But Jim will give that out because we need okay. people to step up, especially now because we're headed towards the summer. And if people go MIA, then we can end up going MIA because we need people to step up. This last week, people have been stepping up. But we need you to continue. And if you've been blessed with a lot, uh, I'm just saying that to anybody out there, bless us because we can use a big blessing uh, to just get us through this whole summer uh, because it's going to be a real challenging time. So we need some big blessings from uh, people. So let me have Jim give that information to you and the listening audience. That's right. Well, we don't want to be MIA. We want to be OFL. That's uh, on fire for the Lord. Amen, brother. So uh, you can send those. Uh, you can send your checks or money orders to Contending for the Faith, P.O. Box five five three, 
Tiburon, California, 94920. Did you get that, CC? Just spell it for me. Um, no, uh, I just got the P.O. box containing for the phase. P.O. box 553. You said Tiburon. Tiburon, T-I-B-U-R-O-N. T-I-B-U-R-O-N. T-I-B. T-I-D. B. That's a boy. B as in boy. Uh-huh, B. U-R-O-N. O-N. Right. And that's uh, California, 94920. Uh-huh. 94920. So I was going to pre this. It's uh, contended for the face, P.O. Box 553. Tiburon. Is it spelled? I'll just make sure I spelled it right. i got it spelled T-I-D-B-U-R-O-N. Is that correct? <laughs> yeah, it's Tib. Tib. T-I-B as in boy. Actually, oh, you know what that I mean? Shark, oh, doesn't it? <laughs> That'd be shark. Yeah, yeah. So uh, Tiburon, Tiburon. Just remember that Tiburon means shark. Yeah. Okay, so it's, he don't, lives don't, in Shark, California. Just but, 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 <laughs> don't, don't, don't write. Don't write down shark, though. <laughs> don't write down shark. That will work. Okay. Tiburon, T-I-B-U-R-O-N. Also T-I-B. Right. U-R-O-N. Right. Okay. Okay, I got it. And this is nine California nine four nine two zero. That's correct. Okay, I got it. Okay, I got it. All right. And for those of you out there that are computer savvy, uh, you can uh, go on to contendingfaith.org, contendingfaith.org, and there's a donate button there. And as Dr. Buckner says, you can donate via PayPal, which is pretty convenient. Amen. Uh, Brother Cece, you have, uh, before we close the program, you have some prayer requests as well? Yes. If you could pray for me, I've been having some pressure around my head, and I've been struggling with fear a lot. I want to pray God relieve that and any other way you want to pray for me and pray for my family, my mother. And also I want to pray for Ice Cube for his salvation protection and Kevin Hart. And again, I know we've been praying for um, uh, uh, Tom Cruise. And then we can close out and pray. We can pray for Deborah too, for what she's going through. Like, you know, and if the listening audience could pray out there with us, that would be helpful too. Yes. And let's also remember uh, uh, Brother Rick. Uh, he will, oh, yeah, Rick, too. Yes, Rick uh, made it back from Miami. Uh, he will be back with us uh, for the program next uh, uh, weekend and back with our ministry and keep him in prayer because he has gone through a whole lot within the last two or three months and ended up uh, losing another toe, but he went through physical therapy and, uh, and that sort of thing. So uh, remember him in prayer around his diabetes and Parkinson. He needs a lot of prayer around that. So, uh, but he's in good shape back in the Bay Area, and we thank God for that. So we we lift up him as well. Yes, yes, definitely. All right, brother Jim, you want to lead us? All right, yes, uh, Father God, we uh, we thank you, Father, that you are with us, Lord, and your Holy Spirit is with us. And Lord, we thank you for CC and his, uh, and being a faithful caller into the show. And, Lord, we uh, just ask that you would uh, relieve the pressure, I I guess, the pressure in your head. Is that what you said, Cece? Yes, yes. Yeah, so we just pray that, uh, Lord, that you would give him relief from that. And, Lord, I pray for his family, his mother, and, uh, uh, Lord God, that you would just continue to bless them and give them and prosper them in what they're doing. And, Lord, that your Holy Spirit would be with them. That's what we uh, uh, pray for most of all. Uh, Lord, we have a a list of people that are celebrities. We've got Ice Cube. The rapper Kevin Kevin Hart, the, the uh, comedian Tom Cruise, and uh, that Lord, we just pray for these people that uh, have a high profile, Lord, that 
that you would, uh, you would send somebody into their life that would be able to reach them with the gospel, Lord, with the truth of your word and with the truth of salvation, Lord. We want to see them there at the wedding supper of the Lamb. We want to have them get a seat at the table. Lord, we also pray for relief for, uh, for Deborah again, Lord God. We just pray that you would give her uh, relief from the suffering that she's going through. For our brother Rick Weinstein, we're so happy that he's coming back. But, Lord, we also pray for him that you continue his recovery. We thank you, Father, that you are a mighty God. You are our mighty God. You are our King. And, Lord, we thank you for your healing power and the, uh, the healing power in spirit that you also give us, Lord God. And we pray all these things in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Amen. All right. Well, Dr. Buckner, that gives us just a couple more minutes before we got to close off the show. Yes. Well, we're going to let you well, maybe that's not run. even that. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> so, uh, so let's uh, let's go ahead and thank our listening audience because uh, without you guys, well, we wouldn't have a show, I suppose. So we've come to the end of another exciting broadcast, and we would like to thank Vince, our engineer, Frederick, our phone counselor, and you, our listening audience, for being a part of tonight's program. It's important for us to hear from you. Your letters and cards are an encouragement to us, so please drop us a note and let us know how this program has blessed you. You can reach us at Contending for the Faith, P.O. Box 553, Tiburon, California, 94920. You can also reach Dr. Buckner by phone at 415-721-1778. Please keep us in your prayers until next week at this time when we once again give you the opportunity to ask questions, make comments, and dialogue with Dr. Buckner always with one purpose in mind, to equip, exhort, and better enable you to contend for the faith. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com. <laughs> 